Thanks for dropping by on the Thursday program. Get ready to hear from Erica Brennan, the head coach of women's golf. Anytime is a good time to hear from her, but especially the day after her top player, Melanie Green, gets invited to the NCAA tournament as an individual. We'll break that all down for you and tell you a little bit more about what she has ahead of her. All good stuff. A lot of good stuff celebrated last night at the Yingling Center, the Stampede of Champions. We've got the list of winners. It was a black tie, black dress event, which of course means I wasn't going to be there. Actually, I had an invite and had a little bit of say not much in who was going to win the awards at least who was going to get nominated they were all very much worthy candidates and we'll tell you who grabbed those awards hint georgina Corrick got a few also you know we tell you the good we tell you the sometimes not so good and sometimes right down the middle that's the case for men's tennis we said on yesterday's show how they were very comfortably ahead of the bubble and updated not so much we'll give you the latest we'll also throw in some news of sailing and tell you what to expect in the next couple of days here on the channel the baseball and softball teams will both be at home tomorrow and we'll have that action for you again we'll flesh it all out as we like to do also planning on a couple of chats today one with men's soccer coach bob butehorn we've been noticing a lot of future bulls being added and also they played some games in the spring so we'll get a general recap there as well as new associate head coach for volleyball, Michaela Franklin, who I have scheduled an interview with today. It was the Stampede of Champions last night, and yeah, Georgina Quirk's name was on there a few times. Really great event, and you'll actually hear Coach Brennan, who, along with the women's golf team, was there, speak about it here shortly. But the awards, yeah, Quirk was the female athlete of the year, but also, and there's a great video put out, actually the USF Athletics Twitter page did a great job This is the best coverage of the event we've seen because essentially they put out all the victorious videos, including certain messages, in this case from Michael Kelly, on how important the Leroy Selman Award is to him and how basically it was the most important award. It doesn't just factor in performance on the fields at play, but also in the classroom and in the community. So Georgina Corrick wins the Leroy Selman Award, the Female Athlete of the Year, and the Best Individual Performance for her perfect game against Florida A&M which I would say, uh, ironically, probably wasn't her best individual performance. But when you have somebody that has pitched so well and done so much and even hit a homer against UCF this year, uh, you just take your pick. And it turns out it was a perfect game. And absolutely, Georgina Korik deserves all the honors that can be bestowed upon a student athlete. Male Athlete of the Year was Carmine Lane, who was the leader of the baseball team, which was prominently featured. Now, it's also worth noting that essentially from mid-March of last year to mid-March of this year, so you had some interesting awards being considered, such as you know women's soccer, which is a team that was supposed to play in the fall of 2020 that played in the spring of 21 instead, essentially was a nomination for best team, even though it was a fall 2020 team because of the timestamp of the award. So you had certain things that were not eligible in this run. And of course, there was still a lot to pick from. Antonio Greer, it was great to see him win the most spirited. And I know he was one of the finalists for the Leroy Selman Award. Should definitely mention who else was. Celine Yelali of women's tennis and Sabrina Wagner of women's soccer. So Greer did win for most spirited along with Megan Sheehan of softball on the women's side. Volleyball wins the community award. We mentioned Yelali, the unsung hero, somebody that frankly did not play in singles for two years and was pushed into action this year and performed very well. Got a W in one of the big wins for the team where they knocked off an undefeated Stetson team. Also on tennis, Lala Perissé was named Most Improved. Newcomer of the Year, and again, this is why it's important to 
point out that it goes back to last season in some cases. Drew Brutcher, we know what he did in baseball, but also Sierra Berry, who was a newcomer technically this year, as well for women's tennis. Kat Harmon, scholar-athlete on the female side, chemical engineering major, and Ben Kales from track and field and cross country has a 393 GPA in biomedical sciences and three minors that he has got stockpiled along with all he does on the track. So great stuff. Also, the coaching staff of the year went to baseball. Needless to say, what they did, best team performance, specifically what they did in those last two weeks, conference tournament, regionals, and super regionals. So that's a little summary of the Stampede of Champions. And if you want to see some videos, including the top 10 plays of the year, again, go to the USF Athletics Twitter page. Easy to remember at USF Athletics. So always great to see USF as a team, or in this case as an individual, get announced as a member of the NCAA tournament field. Melanie Green, sophomore indeed, found her name, popped up on the Golf Channel coverage. Now, not as a team, as the Bulls were just outside the top 75. Certainly could be next year when they, with Melanie and another name that you'll hear mentioned here in a little bit and others returning, but such that it is to have one of your own being able to compete for a national championship is awesome. Now, each regional, there are six regionals, has 12 teams along with six individuals. So you knew that Melanie had a good chance as 36 individual players, not on teams that made a regional, were going to get in. So she had a great chance. And in fact, was the second best of the six individuals announced to play in Tallahassee, a place the Bulls played last February. Bulls wrapped up their season with a fifth place showing. They were second best on the final day of the American Athletic Conference Tournament, which was won by Tulane. So, of course, the Green Wave made the field. They were actually the next-to-last team placed in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is where actually the other two individuals from the conference, number one seed as an individual, Tulsa's Lily Thomas, along with Kennedy Pedigo of SMU, she was automatically going to be in the individual field because of the fact that she won the American medalist honors. So Melanie Green, two other individuals, Tulane and UCF, which got the five seed in Ann Arbor, are your conference members headed to the NCAA tournament. Without further ado, here's the head coach of the Bulls. With head coach Erica Brennan, after we find out that Melanie Green's season will extend, and it's great news, obviously. Coach, how, how rare of news is it? When's the last time a Bull and or a team have uh, been to the postseason? It's great stuff. It's been several years, and this is the building blocks that have been in place systematically, and this is a great first step for the Bulls, and, and MG is, has it's so well-earned. I mean, she just gets it done and mentally is so strong, so really cool to see her get rewarded. You know, coaches know pretty much. I mean, I talked to Ashley Fisher of men's tennis last week when he knew that they were going to be seated behind Tulsa and they weren't behind them in the rankings. Like, what are you talking about? But it turned out to be the case. Did you know, based on the rankings and everything, that she was going to be in the field? We felt pretty confident with it. As we were kind of doing our own research behind the scenes, we felt really, really strongly that she was going to be in. It just was a matter of where she was going to get picked to go, and we're thrilled that it's Tallahassee. No doubt. Talk about your little uh, gathering that you had there at the golf center. Uh, all, all the important f uh, pieces were in place. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a fun little moment to to honor her work ethic and honor her commitment and celebrate her honestly. And it was really cool. The team came out. Uh, Michael Kelly was there. Jim Fee, of course. Tyler Rutledge. Doctor Lee. All of the people that just work so closely with our program and. I think it says a lot that they saw the value in coming out for that and wanted to celebrate her with us because every one of those people play 
an incredibly important role in our team's success. Oh, and I've spoken about them, obviously, all, and you're right about that. I, I wanted to just make sure people knew that weren't watching this election. It wasn't your typical bracket. It was, uh, te- first of all, the teams were unveiled, and I thought, wait a second, why aren't they doing the individuals? Then it hit me. Yeah, if you announce an individual on a team that's on the bubble, that team knows they're not making it as a team. So was there any tension at all because of that? It definitely, it's a full hour show and and there's a lot of analysis. There's a lot of things happening. And so (laughs) knowing, knowing that, that the individuals were going to be announced towards the end, it, you know, you could definitely feel some tension building in the room, uh, (laughs) but a good anticipation, a good, you know, like this is the moment that, that you've worked for. And even the other team members, they uh, were so gracious in the way that they were supporting MG, but you could also tell, and even from comments mentioned kind of later at Stampedes, having seen it now, they want that for the entire team. And that's exactly what we want is we want to be able to get the entire team there as well. Wow. That's an awesome point. Yeah. You were probably a little bit like me. Yeah, we get it. Oregon had a great season. Let's go, let's go. But it was all worth the wait. Uh, Speaking of, uh, you know, teammates, it wasn't just Melanie, obviously. And I thought what you said about Morgan and Ashley after the conference being part of the building block, uh, let's not just focus on one individual here. Speak about the entire team. And I love what Leo did in the last round at conference as well. Oh man, when when Leo got the tab that 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 she was going to sub in for that final round, she was ready. Um, we knew that she was ready. She had a phenomenal practice round. She's an incredible teammate. She was actually nominated for two different stampedes last night as a freshman, which speaks a lot, you know, to her and how she's plugged in around campus. But Leo came in and shot the low round in the entire field in the final round with a with a seventy. Um, and so, especially knowing that she was a true freshman, man, the future for her is incredibly bright and then Morgan and and Zags on the back end of their careers and they they came in both of them as transfers and said let's get it done here they're both Florida kids it means more when you're competing in your home state and for a school in your home state and what the two of them did to elevate our program is definitely something that's going to leave a legacy for a long long time. I may or may not have had the entire list of nominees and I might have had a little bit of an impact. And I see that Leo was up for uh, Unsung Hero, which is fantastic and most spirited. And she obviously performed well in her last round of the year. You mentioned the Stampedes. Take us uh, take us behind the scenes there. Not everybody got to participate or be, be there, obviously, besides USF folks. So how, how did it go? Such a phenomenal night to cel- celebrate our student-athletes. What's really cool about that event is it is – put on by the student athletes for the student athletes. Right. And it's really their night to shine. And boy, did they ever, uh, their, their acceptance speeches ran the gamut. I mean, there were some that were emotional. There were some that were hilarious. They were, they just really take that night to celebrate one another. And I think that speaks a lot to the culture at USF. Tremendous. Hey, when you saw her name pop up, you were probably like me, just focused on her name. There are other names there in the Tallahassee regional. Do, do, do you know anything about any of the other individuals there? Oh, man, there's another name at that Tallahassee regional that we were really excited that it linked up. Elise Vidal, who won uh, at Kennesaw State, actually won her conference as a medalist. And she has signed. She is going to be a bull next year. So MG will get a chance to kind of hang with a future teammate. Um, we, we're hoping that at least one of the rounds they get paired together, but man, we're, we're already excited. We don't want to cut this season short. Let's run this one all the way to nationals. And then we're definitely excited with Elise joining the Corral Bulls to, to get started next year as well. 
Yeah, that was uh, pretty cool to see. Now, speaking of that, you kind of go into it. Um, what is the format? What is the setup? Uh, I would guess that they would have teams paired together and individuals paired together. Of course, I don't know. Uh, first on that, and then secondly, what does Melanie have to do in order to advance? Yeah, so the pairings will be exactly as you said. It's going to be 54 holes of stroke play competition. Your top four teams are going to advance to the national championship. Your top two individuals that are not on one of those advancing teams will also advance to the championship. And so you do see quite often some individuals make it to nationals just because, you know, coaches are able to focus a little bit more on one player instead of an entire team. Um, and that that definitely bodes well. So um, individuals will be paired together. So there is there is a great chance that at some point MG and Elise will get to hook up and be in the same pairing. As far as MG and the challenge that awaits, um, the Legacy Club at Florida State is a difficult golf course. But that is a massive positive for MG and her game. And that goes back to uh, how mentally strong she is. She is very open about working with Dr. Lee on the performance side of her game. He has been instrumental in getting her and helping her elevate to a place where she is just relentless when she gets inside the rope. So the harder the golf course, the better for MG. And that's actually an exciting challenge that awaits. And we know that it sets up well for her game. We actually played in an event there last year. So she's already had a chance to see that course four times. We'll get a fifth practice round uh, when we head up there on the on the eighth. And then it's go time, and, and she's ready. That's awesome. And I could ask one thing about Dr. Lee. He, he is the best, that's obvious, but can, can he golf a little, or does he just have the mental side covered? Yeah, Doc, Doc is, uh, is sneaky athletic. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, it, it's no surprise that I drafted him very early in the rounds for staff kickball day, yes. um, and that is, that is for his sheer tenacity and grit and, <laughs> and power at the kickball diamond, but, uh, no, he can, he, he's a lefty, but he is sneaky athletic, um, and definitely has, you know, has hit some balls over the years. And, uh, the girls love to see that side of him too. Well, I'm going to sneak by practice and talk to MG in person, looking forward to continuing the journey with you guys and congratulations. And thanks for joining us on Bulls Beat, Erica. Yes, thanks for always covering us. We appreciate it, man. Dr. Lee is Dr. Lee Dortfeld, the Assistant Director of Athletic Medicine and Director of Sports Psychology. You see him all over the place and one of the most genuine, kind-hearted individuals you will run into. So, yes, we'll talk to Melanie next week. Just to completely flesh it out, the Tallahassee Regional, again, has 12 teams. South Carolina and UCLA are both in the top 10. Florida State and Ole Miss are also top 25 teams. The rest of that field includes Illinois, Mississippi State, Miami, and then the five other teams that got automatic bids by winning their conference tournaments, Denver, UNF, College of Charleston, Georgia Southern, and Quinnipiac. Too early to start to lay out all of their wares, but we will next week as we get closer to it. The top individual selected was the Conference USA champion, Florida Atlantic's Letizia Bagnoli. She is a transfer from Wake Forest. Then it was Melanie, followed by Olivia Schmidt of Arkansas State, Berta Sabe of Jacksonville State, and a couple who won their individual conference tournaments. And yes, one of them is a future bull, Miss Vidal from Kennesaw State, along with Victoria Schrodel from Fairleigh Dickinson. So in a way, Melanie will be competing not just against the individuals, but against everybody because the top two and only two individuals who either are one of those six I just mentioned or are on a team that did not 
advance as one of the top four teams will make it to Scottsdale, Arizona for the championship. If you're wondering, the men's golf field gets announced next week. USF is definitely going to be a part of it as a team, so we'll be talking to Steve Bradley and some of the guys as well over the next week, and they'll find out exactly where they're going, but we know where Melanie is headed to Tallahassee. Next up, where is the caravan going to be tonight? If you're listening down in Sarasota, I mentioned there was some maybe concerning signs for men's tennis not making the NCAA tournament after all. We'll give that to you as well as what's coming up in the next couple of days on the channel. Stay tuned.